Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is... the fuck is the date here? Let me determine that real quick. I apologize. I do apologize. Bear with me there, penis caps. That's the 16th. Today is the 16th. And I believe I just saw friend of mine with the hatch of his SUV open as I'm coursing my way through the back streets of the West Ward in Lansdale, PA. That's a friend of mine's um, husband. And my friend is a very talented uh, creator. She's a maker. She makes Harry Potter wands and she makes these cool little potions here that I'm going to drop off at a, a friend's house right now, my cousin's. It is. It looks like a light bulb, but it's actually like a little vase or a glass that she got from her friend who is a prop person for movies. <laughs> so it's like a light bulb, and the threads where you'd screw the light bulb in, she... Um, there's a little cap on it, and she put a glass fuse, very ornate-looking, old-timey glass fuse. She put that there and glued it on with this special, like, epoxy stuff, and then wrapped some thread around it. It's like a leather thread that you, like, hang a necklace with. And then there's a little geary-looking thing. She describes it as some sort of, like, steampunk-inspired thing. And there's a cool label on it that says it's called Double Warp. Double Warp. It's got this, like, people riding an old bike, whatever, that tall, big-wheel front bike that you see people watching or riding back in the fucking day when the wheels were, like, iron and shit. Front wheel real big and small rear wheel. Anyway, so that's the label she put on it. And it's gorgeous. It's filled with this elixir, like a it's isopropyl alcohol and some glitter and some some other maybe like sand, some sort of particulate stuff, making like a snow globe. And you can shake it up like a snow globe, but it's it looks like something that like a potion that somebody would would buy. It's really really cool. So I'm gonna give it to my cousin who likes his beer, and this would be like a little apothecary thing, like it could be a flask that you could um, display in the in the sense of um, if you're into like the fucking fantasy shit, Lord of the Rings, like Gandalf would have a potion or uh, a potion that the, the witcher takes that gives him lifeblood or like a vampire, a little vial of blood that he or she would keep vampire rest to, um, I'm going to let these folks go. Um, so it's a little fucking novelty item, not to be, not for human consumption, but that was her husband packing all of her, all of their props, their saleable items, packing them into 
the back of the SUV because they're going to go down. They just did Lansdale Day last week. Now they're going to do something down in like Sea Isle, Sea Isle Festival or something. So I hope she makes a bunch of fucking money and she's doing something she loves. She likes to make this stuff. She makes wizard wands and cool like Harry Potter inspired shit. It's neat. It's just something that she makes with her hands that, that it's, it's, if you know her, then you know that she's inspired and that she, she loves what she does. She loves making all this stuff. And now it's kind of become a little bit of a business where she's, you know, she's making, she's producing these items and selling them online and making, well, that guy was picking his fucking nose. He had to knuckle deep. He got his fucking finger in his nose and knuckle deep, damn it. Nasty fucker. But whatever. Wish I would have seen that coming. I would have rolled down my window and said, picking that nose. Just like that with it. See that deflection of the voice? Picking that nose. For accent. Um, so I'm proud of her. Speaking of art. Speaking of art. I was thinking last night, I'm trying to write down some of these podcast ideas so I can have thoughtful things to say. I've been listening to thoughtful podcasts and filling my mind, trying to populate my mind with cool, interesting shit. So I'm enjoying the hell out. But I was thinking, so here's the wisdom, here's the thought. So we make our art, and let's pretend we're in a sandbox and we're building a castle or whatever the fuck we're doing, making some sort of structure or castle, let's say, with a moat and with all these little parapets and a drawbridge and all the cool stuff that that should be included in a castle. Your friend might be really good, your brother, sister, your sibling might be really good at making the castle. Wade comes in and crashes it down. Theirs doesn't. They rebuild it. They're natural at it. They take the little things, let some of the water come in. They drizzle it on top to make a cool effect. Some people are naturally good at art. and Some people are naturally good at life. The rest of us have to work and try to develop these skills, to cultivate the skills, to get by, to make our art. And art is life. So I'm thinking about people that get frustrated with life and their, you know, their... They're angry at the situations that they find themselves in. We all get angry like this, you know? The thing is that sometimes the you know the, the tragedy or the you know the things that people are are angry over, there's a wide discrepancy as to how severe, you know, like what your your calamity versus my own. You know what I mean? People have different levels. I might get pissed because, uh, you know, I gas prices are up. Somebody else, or I get dis- despondent or angry. Somebody else might get pissed because, you know, they get, somebody gets sick. They lose somebody 
close to them or they um, they live in Ukraine and getting bombs dropped on their home and neighborhood and destroying you know the fabric of our society through the war machine you know it's obvious there's been there's gonna be a lot of comparisons like I just saw the gas price here let's see what it is at Wawa let's see $4.99 here at Wawa, that's cool. It was $5.29 up the road. Again, I, I feel like people, these these uh, the smarter places, they want to keep their gas prices as low as possible, certainly below $5. Put it back in here. Who's this fucker? Sorry, bro. Didn't mean to be Peter. Trying to get some gas, you know. All right, let me pause this for a second. Okay, I'm back at it. Back on the road. Just gassed up twenty dollars for a uh, or twenty twenty gallons for a hundred dollars. Five dollars a gallon. Characters hanging out here at fucking Wawa, I'll tell you that. So, my point is, we get all freaking frustrated when our sandcastles melt into the sea. As Jimi Hendrix said, castles of sand fall to the sea. Eventually, and castles made of sand fall into the sea. Eventually, we can we can erect them again. Okay, we can rebuild if we're lucky. You know, had a patient today who just get out of um, the ER. I had something going on, a serious organ malfunction, and if his wife had not discovered him in the state that he was in at the time, he would be dead. That's a real problem. Uh, $5 a gallon gas is not at the top of our list. It's a concern for sure. You know, there's a cool meme that I'm going to try to pull up right now that speaks to this kind of like a comparison of problems. See what I got here. Here it is. What I advise you to do is to not be unhappy before the crisis comes. <laughs> How friggin' perfect is that? What I, what I advise you to do is to not be unhappy before the crisis comes. That's what that's saying, is that when there's a real problem freaking smacks you in the face, then you'll know, okay? 
just be thankful, have some kind of gratitude, try to find the beauty in the little small aspects of life, you know, a good night's sleep, a friend, a hug, a kind word, the awe-inspiring beauty of spring and summer, an opportunity to get up and, and struggle again. It can be painful, it can be overwhelming, it can be, you know. Back in the day, there was a, there was a phrase, life's a bitch and then you die. That was, whoever coined that phrase, that was popular. That was, that was on a lot of um, t-shirts and hats and stuff like that. Life's a bitch and then you die. What a terrible point of view, right? But a per- point of view nonetheless. A lot of people feel that way, you know. Still others believe that, uh, you know, that this is purgatory. This is hell, and when we, in the afterlife, we're going to be awarded by via our faithfulness. We're going to be awarded eternal life and be reunited with all of our, our favorite people and all that shit. I've shared how I feel about that. I think it improbable. Not impossible. Nothing's impossible. So that is something that that makes me think. You know, I consider life as art. And, you know, sometimes your pictures look like shit. Sometimes your wood carvings go in the fucking fire pit. But you can always start over. And you can always, with practice, improve. Also came across a similar meme today that was that basically said that you know you do art, enjoy art for the process itself, just to find the enjoyment in the act in the in the act of it, in the activity of making something. And if it doesn't if it doesn't turn out to be a Vincent Van Gogh original, then that's okay because you enjoy the process. And I shared that that's how I feel about. like wood carving and and my recent success down at the Philly Flower Show and I reached out to my boss told you that I don't know if I shared with you god I've been I'm behind on some of my podcast content but as I stated previously and I think extensively in detail my work my five carvings are down at the Philly Flower Show right now and there's people walking all around seeing my work. There's a sign that says, Carved by Aaron Oberst, Telford. You know, people know my name. I've already received a contact from somebody from Virginia that wants, you know, has an idea for a, a, a sculpture for me to make for her. I've got a bunch of other work to do. I'm blessed with, you know, that people enjoy my work and that I also enjoy it. It's just, you know, it's wonderful. I think that although my carvings might be nice, I, I've seen far better car, uh, car wood carvers, chainsaw carvers, and uh, next level wood carvers. I think that part of what people see in the artist or in the artwork is the artist. You know, 
know, something cool about them or something that's interesting or that the artist is passionate about what they do. They like that. They like to buy you. You know, we don't buy products, we buy people, right? So there's that. <clears throat> so don't give up on your art, yeah, I guess is my message. Your castles fall into the sea eventually. You can build them right back. Build them on solid ground and away from the, the breakers. But, you know, you see people, I guess, when you observe people having these variable, you know, various problems in life, and they're losing it and they're getting, they're giving up, or they think that they're a failure, it just means that they are, they're frustrated with the medium they're working in, and that they need to try something else, a different strategy to find joy, to make beautiful things. There's always a way, right? faces and names flash you know in my memory right now just the people that I dealt with today that have I've, I've known you know a guy that I, I've known for 15 20 you know, almost 20 years he's always been the cigarette smoker or like chain smoker quick about the flower show. We go down there, my family goes down there on Tuesday. The artisans have everything set up. There's all, all kinds of other exhibits around. It's a beautiful day, a little overcast. We get there early, minimal traffic. Maybe 10 a.m. we arrive. We take a cute little trolley across um, from the, the stadiums to the two-minute ride across the street over to FDR Park. We stroll in there, we immediately make our way to the exhibits, beautiful, awe-inspiring um, art of the natural world, floral this and plant that, um, they had a big mushroom thing that was like a circular design that had these wooden platforms that were had grown spores on and they erected these mushrooms in circular fashion and it was just like a, um, it was just a statement. 
you know, it was, it was art, you know, you're taking, um, uh, fungi, and you are growing something, and then you're, you know, everything had a mission, and a, a mission statement, and a theme, so it was just inspiring, and then we found our exhibit, and we go over there, and I, we immediately start snapping photos, the sun's coming out now, and it was just, I was so proud to have my work on display down there. And my work was significantly featured in this design. Like, they were, like, the heart of the heart wood were my pieces. You know, and then they, they had beautified them, like I said, florally, and they had grasses and some other features that were there. But my, um, my five carvings, the heart, especially the one that we weren't even sure we are gonna, we going to incorporate, which is my cedar heart have that right at the base of the you know, this tree that they made, this arching tree that's made out of flowers. And the heart is right there. It's almost like the tree is emerging from this beautiful carving. Everything was there. They put a fly off just off the tongue of my bullfrog. They had the, the owls look great. The apple looked great. They, put, they accompanied it with a, uh, paired up with a nice little caterpillar eating it bookworm um, took pictures, took some video uh, as I was looking at I cut a little video and said snapping photos my wife and, and mother-in-law were like these are his, he, he carved all these <laughs> it's like proud mother stuff, you know like like this is you know, uh, this is my son, my son-in-law my husband, my dad you know, the kids were there they're proud of the work that I did, so I was proud also a little embarrassed, but it's like, here you are at all these exhibits, and it's, you know, Tuesday of the week of the, of the flower show, and all the artisans that set everything up, I'm sure they come in and out to check on the exhibit, but <clears throat> they just basically leave it there, and they do their competition, and the judges come in, and I'll be damned if, um, Heartwood Exhibit did not, uh, and Renee, Renee Tucci Creative did not win the silver medal in this competition. <laughs> My carvings were part of an exhibit that won the silver medal in one of the biggest flower shows in the country. How impressive, how wonderful, how bucket list is that? Hey, remember the time when we, you know, daddy's work, daddy did five pieces for an exhibit that won the silver medal. The hard work that went into this, the the collaboration, the the, um, the talent in terms of the other artisans and their efforts, just fucking unbelievable. I was down there with my family on a beautiful day. We were in and out. We, we were there for three hours and we had seen everything. And I was content. We stopped by my exhibit again. I talked to uh, the steel. They had a big steel. Had a big exhibit there with a stage and all these, every tool that they have, you know, and I don't know how many chainsaws they sold, but it's almost looks like a marketing opportunity to get their product out there so that, you know, keep them, maintain relevance. They are the, like the foremost power tool company, but, um, I went up there and asked them if they would sponsor me or they, they look at my carvings or could I do a demo for them? Could I 
whatever, you know. Like, courtesy this event, I could very easily um, sell a shitload of carvings. You know, and start another business. You know, really increase my my carving time and my uh, and my artistic uh, broaden my artistic uh, scope scope is that what I'm thinking of um, broaden my uh, artistic endeavors so it was a, just an over the top experience for me and I'm so proud of having played a role in this and there's going to be more to come and I was just thankful for the whole deal. I, I reached out to Renee Tucci, and I said, you know, I, I can't thank you enough for this, to go down there with my family and to see this and to be part of it and to have, you know, the people that I love, you know, like bragging about, oh, he did these, he did these carvings. Yeah, he carved all these. <laughs> it's like it's like a famous artisan is standing next to me, the person who did it, and, you know, yeah, right, yeah, just some regular guy, but, so now the carvings are going, Sunday night, they're going to be coming to Healthy Balance, will be dropped off in the middle of the night, and we will display them, we put a little uh, hasty sign together that says, carvings as featured, silver metal carvings as featured in the Philadelphia Flower Show. Renee Tucci Creative. And so people can come and see these this exhibit at my office. They can see the work that I've done. They can, you know, I, I was talking to, you know, our, our manager, office manager, Angie today. And I'm saying, like, this is the thing. This is the, this is what we are with chiropractic business, the carving, the doctor drill. This is an experience. This is something that's interesting. This is something that that is fun. It's positive. It's helpful. It's artistic. It's it is art as life. That is what I do. That is what brings me joy. I talked to a patient this morning, a young mom to be. I've been taking care of her, treating her chiropractically, and she's a wonderful, beautiful soul. And we're talking about the things that we like to do, and she says, oh, you do a lot of things, huh? You're, I talked a little bit about the things that she likes to do, her art, she's a therapist, and we talked about all kinds of, you know, mental health, and a lot of considerations. Hold on, here's my family. You guys have a good be safe. Alright. See you later. See you guys. So um Yeah. Truck coming in six o'clock, fucking really fast, got a bogey coming up my ass. So, uh, 
just let me gather my thoughts here to close this podcast out. So it continues, you know, the Art as Life campaign continues. You know, we're going to keep making beautiful things. We're going to keep making people happy. Oh, I, I know what I'm saying. The mission statement of Healthy Balance is, you know, structural health. We want to help people with their physicality. We want to help people physically, mentally and emotionally, motivationally, artistically. We want to engage people. We want to care for them. We want to love them. We want to show them that they they can have hope, that their castles in the sand, they fall into the sea eventually, they can be revived. You can turn that, you know, there's still some remains and you can build on that remains and you can move away from the shore where you're, you're, you're you can learn your lessons as to the structure and function and location of your of the things that you make, the life that you make, the castles that you build, and you know, sure, everything is going to fall to the sea eventually. I find that almost comforting, you know. Like now is a time when you you see these gas prices and you read the terrible things and the school shootings and the you know the struggle and the strife and the you know the inequality and 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 a lot of the things that uh, that the glaring problems that we've had that we've kind of been you know suppressing or ignoring for a very long time now we can't ignore them anymore so i guess we're going to have to work together you know to solve them and i think that's awesome if as a result of this hardship people realize that they you know, life isn't about just buying things and these shiny things that, that are just, they're empty. They're, it's just selfishness. It's, it's superficial. It's not going to make you happy. Um, it's not going to make you happy. It's not enough. So we're going to continue doing the stuff that we're doing. I'm very happy. I'm flying high. I, I, um, during this process of, of carving this wood and working at the office, trying to keep people filled up, trying to keep people moving better, less pain, more joy, more optimism, um, loving people, being trying to be a good person, trying to be a good example for my family, for my patients, for, my, for all the things that I stand for in this world and making things that people can look at and say, oh my goodness, that's so, that's so beautiful. Look at that. Look at these carvings. Look at that fraud. Look at, you know, anything is possible. It makes me feel like anything is possible. That these small things, you know, these are, um, there's a scale of our accomplishments too. These are small things. These are, these are th just ways that I can try to add some beauty into this world. And, smooth over some of the wrinkles that that arise you know that that you can enjoy the ride that you can you know sugarcoat shit whatever you got to do like we can make the world a better place and i feel like these are some of the ways that like through the arts you know, playing a freaking ukulele 
telling somebody you care, carving a piece of wood, you know, that I can get to the, one of the biggest floral shows in the country and, and our exhibit can win a medal, it's validating. It means that I'm always going to be busy carving wood and then I can do this, I can continue doing this art forever. And as much as the nature, the environment is threatened, there's no small amount, so small quantity of wood just standing here as I look around my yard. You know, there's always some, you know, a couple stands of pine that fall down or cut down or somebody, some tree company can offer up. Somebody, a friend or acquaintance who has got some wood advertised. And I could take that inanimate object that's just going to rot away. I can make something nice out of it. And the gas prices are going to go down. And the wars are going to stop. And the economy is going to rise. Not Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next month or year. But all the things are going to heal. And then we're going to get back to the point where we're complaining about um, ridiculously simple things the speed in which our packages are delivered to our front door or um, some minor inconvenience will seem like it's a, a mountain when it's a molehill. You know? The graph rises and falls. And next month or, you know, not too long from now, because of these things that I've, that I've been doing, I'll have a little bit of a, a dry spell. And I'll fall off the wagon and I'll start stressing myself, sweating the small shit. And that's important too. Because I'll make art again. I know I can always make art. I can write, I can speak, I can paint, I can carve, I can care. And that's all that matters in this world. So that's all I got to say for now, my friends. Um, next podcast, I'll tell you about this dream that I had, if I can remember it. It was fucking so vivid. Had this, like, Wednesday night. I do believe. I'll tell you about it later. All right, everybody have a good... Uh, I like to wish a happy Father's Day to all dads. Love and respect to you. Talk about Father's Day, too. Father's Day philosophies. Huh! <laughs>